0: We went down to Nervous Records. We just started busting, busting. Bum, 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 bum. Bum, killing it.
1: Spitting, spitting. All cappella. Done. And he was like, let's do it. Here it comes. And here it comes. You're listening to Fresh Era, where we tell stories of the legends from the golden era of hip hop. Each episode, we bring you stories from the pioneers themselves as we dive deep into their lives, their struggles, and what it was like to be a part of the most popular form of music before it was mainstream. I'm your host, Craig Smith. In this episode, we go back and walk through the life of rapper, entrepreneur Buckshot. Musically, he's a part of legendary rap groups Black Moon, Boot Camp Click, and the Crooklyn Dodgers. In business, he's co-founder of Duck Down Music along with his business partner Drew Hobb. In the early 90s, Black Moon released a classic album, Into the Stage, that helped usher in a wave of hardcore underground hip-hop. This story takes you from his earliest days in hip-hop as a kid on the block to becoming a boss in the industry. Buckshot was born Kenyatta Blake in November of 1974.
0: And I'm born and bred in Brooklyn, New York, Brownsville. My mom, she was a work, working person. She always had a job. Her friend had a bar, so she was just working the bar, uh, managed the bar. There were times when uh, I don't think my dad was the, <laughs> was that happy I about that. But, um, you know, my dad, uh, from the time that I can remember and from day one, never works for nobody. He had a construction company, but his electrician company was separate. Since his
1: dad was his own boss, he got to spend time around him, admiring his work, and literally experience being in the driver's seat.
0: He had this uh, Mustang, and he would bring me home with him and sit me on his lap, and he would teach me how to drive and steer the car. He was my idol because he was so strong. He wasn't a bully, but he was known for not being the one to fuck with my father was the one who they all came to for information, spiritual knowledge, upliftment, motivation, that guidance, direction, staying together, not arguing, whatever it was. My father was always the one that they would go to. His name was Percy. His father was also his gateway into the world of music. He used to play music all the time when it was time to clean up. It's the only thing that can take my stress away. Earth, Wind & Fire, you know, the J.B.'s, um, Harlem Tell it. oh my God. Like, you know, because my dad used to play those records in the house. Those records are a part of me.
1: As far as hip-hop, he was ushered into the culture outside of Rhymey. At an early age, he was inducted into hip-hop culture through dance.
0: There was a time when my uncle Daniel called me and my brother and my sister out of the room and said, I want you guys to come out, and I want y'all to practice with me. And I was like, okay, practice, okay, cool. We all came out, and my uncle said, I want you to do this step, and I want you to do that step. So I did the step, my brother did the step, my sister did it. Each, My brother and my sister didn't do it as well as I did. They didn't take it as serious. So I did the step, I did it over, I did the step, I did it over, I did Step and eventually I got it down packed. So when I got it down packed, it was what you call, you know, was the beginning of my pop lock era. And then um one day um um I saw him on a video. The video that I saw him on was uh M2 Me. At the time it fucking blew my mind. It blew my fucking mind because this is the biggest record in the world. And I see my uncle literally coming, dancing in the video, coming out of a puff of smoke. He choreographed the whole thing too, by the way. They let him choreograph it. I was like, wait a minute, this is, I can't believe this. I said, no, this is what I want to do for life.
1: He took this pursuit of pop locking, then break dancing seriously.
0: And and in 1985, uh, my moms saw that passion. She saw it, she knew it. So um, she went out on her own and she bought me a piece of linoleum. It was like to have linoleum back
1: in 85 was like, I mean, it was the shit. Linoleum could be rolled up and taken outside for breakdancing. Hard sidewalk, no problem. Lay down some linoleum and you can break out the windmills and head spins.
0: It changed my life. I knew that she believed in me. I was like, whoa. And I went, put the linoleum down Started to practice And a crowd started to form around me And the crowd got bigger and bigger Then somebody wanted to battle me
1: This was his chance to see if he was actually as good as his passion On his own linoleum, he let his challenger take the floor Then...
0: And I burned him And they sent the next guy up <laughs> And I burned him too So he got so upset, he said, let's go back and get the man
1: these kids were from another block and they weren't going to let him go untested.
0: And they went back and they got the fucking man. I'm dancing. I'm burning motherfuckers. And I just see a crowd of people coming and they coming and when they come, they move to the they moving people to the side and, they, and they're bringing this little dude down the, through, the, through, the, through the middle. Like, yeah, come on. We got him for you now. So I see this little dude come through the crowd. Like, yeah, you the one you the one they was telling me about? And I'm like, yeah, what's up? And me and him battled. It was hell, because he was so
1: nice. After 30 minutes of battling back and forth in front of a crowd of neighbors and passers-by, they end in a draw.
0: Me and him shaking hands and coming to meet up the next day. <laughs> because he was that nice. I was like, yo, this dude is... Is that nice. And I'm like, I just kind of like want to learn. How
1: the fuck did you do that
0: shit? All the stuff that you did.
1: As he grew into a battle-tested pop locker and breakdancer, his style became more defined and he developed a pretty solid strategy when pitted against an opponent. With this, he relied on a couple of songs to get him in the zone.
0: Lisa Lisa and Cole. Jam. was my I'm going to take you apart song. That record was like the first wave of that. The next wave was Freaks Come Out At Night. Oh, out night. Out night. Um, when I hear the Freaks Come Out At Night, I go, but not. I slip into a zone. It's not, it's not normal for me. It's not earthly for me. I used to carry around a, a radio so much, uh, I called them little Man." I used to wake up in the morning, get dressed, and um grab little man and I used to play Keras One.
1: Keeping it never Please step back if you speak Cause I your whole posse, stupid sit there and watch That's
0: how Keras One became my number one MC. Because at that time I played the blueprint album and he taught me about breath control. And what could they do? What could they say? All those records. You know, had such a big impact on me That I played them every day
1: Another aspect of life which played a huge role in Buckshot's upbringing Was the streets Conducting business in the streets was normal in his neighborhood
0: And in his blood I was around drugs and guns since I was three My father did all that shit Had his own business and all that other shit But my father was around cocaine My father was, you know, um, probably sold it You know, my father was around a lot of shit. None of that was a surprise to me. Drugs, guns, drama. So for me, I just was, I was always exposed to the real shit.
1: That exposure made it easy for him to plug in and get busy himself. He was street smart and he had a friend who was also down. A guy who went by Reece Smooth.
0: He became a real close friend of mine. And when I started to hang with him, He was uh, was into, you know, selling drugs. But he sold them in high numbers, and he sold them uh, out of state. I used to just hang with him. He just became my best friend, you know? And we had so much love for each other that it was, wherever he went, I would go. People would come, and they would say, hey, I don't have any money for drugs, but, hey, I do have a gun. (laughs) You know? And he would go, get the fuck out of here, you know, with that gun shit. You know, I'm not into guns. And I will go, wait, 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 wait. You know, but I am. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Be smart about this. People used to constantly come. And in that particular town, 22 Buckshots was just the shit, right? Because that's how I got the name Buckshot. I got the name Buckshot because I used to roll with him. I mean, they would be everywhere, right? So I just adapted the name Buckshot because the 22 was the most famous to me was the most I loved them. before
1: we get into what happens next we need to take a break when we get back the streets all but catch up to him and this leads him to discovering his lifelong partners in rhyme to create the group Black Moon and later the classic album Into the Stage and Buckshot along with partner Drew Ha create Duck Down Music stay tuned Hey, this is Sun Dobe from Funk dobe Thanks for tuning in to Fresh Era. Did you know that these guys over at Stupid Fly are doing this strictly out of the love for 90s hip-hop culture? If you like what you hear, please do me a favor. Go to stupid-fly.com and pick up some merch to show your support. Then follow them on Instagram and Facebook at Stupid Fly Media. Thank you for supporting our community of Golden Era Gladiators. Now head over to stupid-fly.com. ha 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 ha. Young Buckshot at this point isn't that deep into high school yet when he becomes a force to be reckoned with either in the streets with his friend Reese Smooth or in breakdance battles. As time went on, he and select friends began using their dance skills to get attention from the stage by entering local talent shows. For his first show, he performed with his friend Mighty Real, and he had the support of his parents.
0: My mom bought me a windbreaker suit for the, for the talent show, and she bought one for my friend. And she bought it for my friend so we can look good for the talent show. We came in third place. But my father and it was and there was no trophy for third place. It was only a trophy for first and second. A few days later, my father pulled something out. So my dad had carved out a trophy.
1: This support from his parents let him know it was safe for him to keep pursuing what he was into. But at the same time, he wasn't taking the fact that came in third place laying down.
0: I was so pissed the fuck off that I won third place. i wanted to win first
1: and the opportunity for redemption in a first place trophy was coming up he signed him up for another slot
0: i was telling my boy we needed another partner to make us win the talent show and i said but he gotta be our height he gotta look like us he gotta have our vibe because the other guy just didn't
1: so one day they're watching some guys dance at a community center showcase and
0: we were looking at this dude and he and i said that's him and it was 5FT. I'm a great dick and nigga that can hold his own weight. They dropped the flex on the five, now they loud is that fake. And when I went up to when I went up to 5FT, I said, Do you wanna do this talent show with us? He said, Yeah.
1: Buckshot, Mighty Real, and 5FT got together with Buckshot's other friend from earlier, Ree Smooth, for the show. The plan was, Ree Smooth would rap and the other guys would dance. And with the show coming up, something devastating happened.
0: DR period, who produced the Annie Up record, he came to me one day and said, you know the feds got your boy, right? And I said, "What?" And they said, "Yeah, the feds picked up your boy. Lucky you didn't. Lucky you didn't
1: go." The guy Buckshot had been rolling with every day, his best friend and literal partner in crime, was picked up by law enforcement and would eventually be sentenced to decades in prison. They didn't know his fate at this point. All they knew was that they were out in MC for the talent show.
0: And I looked at five and I said, "You fucking kidding me?" You fucking kidding me! Like it's always that. Like so, we're about to do the talent show, and they come fucking lock up my, our MC. I said, Five, what the fuck are we gonna do?
1: I was like, Yo, we gonna have to rap. Fuck it. This is arguably the point where Buckshot's life changed. He was simultaneously confronted with how close he was to losing his freedom, and was choosing to go down the path of discovering how to be an MC. Plus, his new friend Five Ft knew a guy.
0: So I said, "Meet me at the practice date tomorrow at the center." He met me there, but he started playing this music. Yo, what is that music you're dancing to? And he said, "It's beats." Yeah, I know it's beats, but I'm like, where did, where did you who where'd you get them? What, what records are those? And he said, "They're not out. These are beats that my friend made." Wait, you got a guy who know how to make beats that sound like they out? And he's like, yeah, his name is Evil D. And I said, so all we got to do is rhyme to those beats. He said, yeah, I've been letting you meet him. I was like, it's over.
1: All of this happens right as he's about to finally go for the first place title. The day of the talent show comes.
0: We did the talent show and we lost the whole shit. Period. No third place or nothing. So the routine was just off. And me and Five was kind of on. And I noticed how we had this chemistry, and that's why I said, "Yo, let's keep it going." I said, "Fuck that township. Let's go rhyme on evil these beats. Let's take this shit to the top for real."
1: This was also a defining moment that would set Black Moon on their path.
0: Uh, at the time, Evil D was Evil D. There was no Black Moon. Black Moon was Evil D and his brother. Black Moon was Evil D and Mr. War. They weren't beat-minded. They were Black Moon. When I asked Evil D, can I rhyme over those beats? And me and Five, he was like, why not? And then we was like, well, why don't we form a group? That's when Evil D said, well, why don't we call ourselves Black Moon? There were four of us in the group at that time. Because it was one more, the name was Walt, but they call him Fenster. So it was me, Fenster, 5FT, and Evil D. But once again, Fenster just didn't fit. Like Fenster came when he wanted, did what he wanted. He was cool, but it just, it just, and me, Fenster, and 5 was dancing. And then me, 5, and E, and Walt would start rapping after we did that part of the routine. And I just wasn't feeling that. Either we gonna rap or we gonna dance. Which one? I don't think Fencer was too happy with with that. And I don't think he was too happy with me saying my decision is to rhyme. And I said, well, anybody that want to believe in this, let's all roll. Whoever do not believe in this, then I'll see you
1: sit down. I got up. Five got up. He got up. Fencer sat down. With this, Black Moon was Buckshot, 5FT, and Evil D. This was also the point where Buckshot left the street life alone. Well, in a way.
0: See, the whole time through this whole thing, I'm knowing what time it is. I grew up as a Muslim. I took my shahada at 13, you know? So this whole time, I'm dealing with Islam and everything, making prayer five times a day, all that. I said, when I stopped the guns and stopped all whatever the shit, I used to go, I had to make money, so I would go to Manhattan, and that's when I started selling the incense and the oils on Broadway,
1: right? And and that, that, op- that opened um, a lot of doors for me, too. Being able to use his street knowledge, Hustler's ambition, and people skills while selling incense and oils was not only money, but training for where he was headed. When he wasn't in Manhattan or at school, he and the guys from Black Moon were recording their demo. The feeling of recording while at Evil D's spot was something he didn't see coming.
0: I couldn't believe I was rhyming through this thing right here, and... And Evil D is putting it on a beat that's not known. That means people was going to get a chance to hear something original. You know, I'm not rhyming over Karis 1. I'm not rhyming over Rakim. I never knew that you, I would have access to doing that. Obviously, Karis 1 was one of my favorite MCs, so I would just study Karras 1. What do you mean by breath control? Why would he breathe in and breathe at certain points? How does he have the ability to go so long? How does
1: he have that ability to go off the top of the head? These are old tactics and skills that I want to learn. Even then, when he had only just started down the path of being a recording artist, he knew what the goal was.
0: Shoot to kill. Any MC, anybody. From this point, Black Moon is going to blow up to the world, to the point where the world knows us. That means that no one knows us right now. That means. We have to shoot to kill.
1: So they got busy recording songs for a demo with hopes of attracting attention from labels. And Buckshot's mantra, shoot to kill, was on full display. One of the songs that would eventually make it to the album that properly showcases this attitude is the jazzy, energetic, and lyrically aggressive track, Niggas Talk Shit. shit, shit, shit,
0: When we went to do Into the Stage... My friends did not know. None of them knew. None of them. I mean, closest of the closest. They had no idea
1: that, they, that I could rhyme. No one would know until he and Black Moon got the attention of hip-hop's biggest magazine at the time.
0: When we did the demo, I had started working for MCA. I was an intern.
1: And his main responsibility at MCA was going around New York, gathering reels that were going to be used for the 1992 hit film, Juice. Ship the juice. I got enough to go around in the th- Takes place up as he went around collecting songs, he also collected contacts, one of which was the Source magazine.
0: I took that demo, submitted it to Source magazine.
1: And nothing really happened until...
0: One day, I opened that Source, and I saw us in the back of the Source as unsigned. And I think I lost my, I think my chest stopped for 20 minutes. Like, like, my breathing, like, yeah, my mind, I don't know. I did I just couldn't... I, we're in the magazine, bro. Like All this all, all this hard work. And we are in the fucking... We're we in the biggest magazine, man. I knew that we had to take it to the next, next level. We didn't really get any calls. But what happened was... I met a girl named Maria Davis. And Maria Davis had a show. She allowed me to perform for the show. My group, Black Moon. But
1: when the show happened things didn't go as planned
0: because she shut the show down she said okay guys have a good night and I said wait a minute we didn't get a chance to go on so she said I'll give you five minutes one song we went on we did a song called Sun Get Wrecked Sun Get wrecked, yeah. Sun Get wrecked, yeah. Sun Get
1: wrecked, it's
0: time for you to represent I think it might have been fucking 50 people left I don't even fucking know we killed it we got off I was so fucking pissed we designed the whole show to be a whole act we're on for five minutes now. The fuck did we do? The whole act is gone. We're leaving. I'm like, come on, five. We're leaving. He's like, yo, you I'm like, fucking no. Like, yo. Evil D is putting this stuff in. Humble as he always is. And they're saying I hear your yo, knapsacks. You know, because we had a book pass. Like, yo, knapsacks. I turn around. I'm like, yo, who the fuck is that, man? I say. Well, that's Chuck Chill Out, the DJ. 98.7 Kiss, WRKS-FM, New York City's number one radio station. And to my left is Chuck Out. Because at that time, he was already known for falling off, and it was a bunch of stuff. I was like, man, yo, man, I'm not your five. Go see what he want, man. Five went to him. He was like, he just want to give us his card and told us to call him up if we want a record deal. So I was like, what? He said, this is the card. He said, call us up. If you call him up, if we want a record deal, the next day they call him up. Yo, y'all want a record deal? Of course we do. I mean, what's what's the steps? Like, what's what's the what's the process?
1: DJ Chuck Chill Out tells them that if they're interested, they can meet him in Manhattan to discuss.
0: We went down to Nervous Records.
1: Nervous Records at the time was a label specializing in house music, headed by Sam and Michael Weiss. They had opened up to hip hop with their subsidiary Rec Records.
0: He was sitting right there in the office. He said, "Do me a favor." Show Mike what y'all was doing that night. I was just telling him y'all killed it. That's it? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, yo, five, you ready? And we just started busting, busting. Bum, 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 bum. bum, I'm killing you, touch five. He touching me, he touch him touching E, I'm touching five. Then I looked in the CEO, and I spit, 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 and spit in his face, and I said, da-da-da, done. You know, he was like, let's do it. Word up, I love it. And I was like, you know, in the back of your head, you're like, you're still like, wait, I know I came down here for this shit. I know he said he's we, we're in a record label. And, uh, but did this fucking guy just say we got a record deal? Like, we have a possible record deal? We, like, we have a
1: chance to come out? That chance was on the horizon as Buckshot, 5FT, and Evil D were about to embark on a hip-hop journey that would set the stage for many other groups in business and in music. Coming up, Black Moon records and releases their classic album, Into the Stage, and things go sideways at Nervous Records. Stay tuned.
0: Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder
1: mystery, Welcome back to the show. After his days on the block, pop-locking, and narrowly escaping prison, Buckshot found his tribe with 5FT and Evil D. They got together, started recording demos, and found themselves not only in the biggest rap magazine at the time, The Source, they also found themselves at Nervous Records at the invitation of radio DJ Chuck Chillout. This meeting had them rapping for execs and getting offered a record deal. This was a part of Buckshot's dream, so this offer meant a lot. I didn't need nothing else. I just needed you to be able to put me on wax. You would think they would go in and sign right away, but the process took a little longer than expected.
0: I had hired my lawyer, Mel Reddick. Mel uh, read the contract and he said, fuck, I wouldn't sign this. Fuck, you know, Mel said not to sign it. I don't have negotiating power. This might be the only opportunity we have to, to you know. Um, we don't know about tomorrow. This guy's offering us a chance right now to put a record out. You know, I choose to sign it. I know it's not a great contract. I don't know that much. I didn't know how bad I was a kid. But I did know that it wasn't positive. And I was willing to take the chance. And uh, that's when we signed. We signed We signed to Nervous Records, who was a house label, never put out rap, you know. We were their first hip-hop artists.
1: And with the record deal signed, they started putting together an album, but now they had a budget.
0: Yeah, the budget got us into DD Studios, and D&D wasn't big at the time.
1: This legendary studio was known as DJ Premier Spot and would host everyone from Gangstar and Black Moon to Notorious B.I.G., Jay-Z, and Nas.
0: The first room, as soon as you get on the left, is Primo's room. That's room B. And then you have room A, which is where we recorded, which was like the big room. We we all became a family because we had one studio.
1: In at D&D, Evil D supplied the jazzy, grimy tracks that would go into their debut album, Into the Stage.
0: When we got signed to the label, the old demo was garbage. It had to go in the garbage. It was time to do a new
1: thing. Starting off this new thing was a song in the album called Who Got the Props?
0: It was the first song that we recorded when we got signed to the label. E came with the beat. (music) (music) Holy shit. I love this beat so much. How am I going to hang with this? bro? That's in one side of my mind. And the other side of my mind is you have no choice but to hang with this. Start with the flow. Okay? Put up. What up? Bo, bo, bo. Suckers want to flow, but they got no show. Rhyme to that James Brown. One, two, three, and down. Uh, rhyme to the downbeat buck. Like that's how KRS-One does. It. I loved him. I listened to him, but I didn't know how to do it. And that's when I made the the song. And then Chuck Chill out was like, "Let me hear it." Put up, put up, bo, bo, bo. Suckers want to flow, but they got no show. So I'ma grab the mic, flip a strip, believe the stun.
1: Buckshot's the one that gets the job run.
0: He's like, yo, that shit's fire. Like, I right. <laughs> we fast test number one. You know what I mean? And, I, and everybody who heard it was just like, hey, this is a great record. And I was just like, thank you. Cause it wasn't easy,
1: you know? With good reviews stemming from who got the props, they went on to record the rest. Another notable track being Buck em Down. Buck em down!
0: I think Buck'em Down was, was a little less pressure because at that point I had grabbed the flow already. I, I became the person. I knew who I was. I knew that people would accept me. It, I felt like this was near the end. It was almost like Buck'em Down is like a plane we're about to land. And then that's why we play You the Man. The man. You the man, when you hear it, it's like, that's everybody making the final statement.
1: Speaking of the song You the Man, this track features up-and-coming rap group Smith & Wesson, Havoc from Mob Deep, and a kid named Drew High.
0: Drew was interning at Nervous because he was trying to get on as a rapper. And uh, when he got there, Mike gave him the job. Like, yo, got some Black Moon, some hip-hop shit.
1: Work that. Work that hip-hop shit. Didn't know how good of a job Drew was going to do. Drew High, a.k.a. Drew Friedman, was assigned to work in the promotional department at Nervous Records. His and Buckshot's paths crossing was out of necessity at first.
0: Drew used to drive me home from the label because he had his car. I couldn't drive. I wanted to learn how to drive so bad. And I noticed that he wanted to be better as an MC. And I used to listen to him. So I said, check it out, Drew. You teach me how to drive
1: and I'll teach you how to rhyme. So periodically, they would hit the street with Buckshot in the driver's seat, Drew in the passenger seat. As you
0: flow, I'm the drive. So he would flow to the beat while I'm learning, while I'm driving the car. And it's getting smoother and I'm getting better. And he's getting better. That's how I said, yo, I want you on the album.
1: Buckshot ended up giving him the instrumental for the song, You the Man. And the next day, he came with
0: so and Wanna flex next swing
1: all she like he's killing, he's following the chain The day comes to record the song And everyone is there Black Moon, Havoc, Smith and & Wesson And the first timer, Drew High And he was feeling the pressure Everybody present,
0: everybody Pressure So much to the point where Drew had a forty. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It was hilarious because he was, just so much, it was so much
1: pressure on everybody, not just Drew. Black Moon released their album Into the Stage in the fall of 93. It was received very well across the hip-hop spectrum and praised for its sincere, hard lyrics and jazzy tracks. The Source magazine called it Elegant Madness. They released the singles Who Got the Props, How Many MCs. I'm back, come follow me On a journey to see a for real MC the mind tricks the body body the mind's crazy whatever's lazy when get the flow, i'm crazy. and they cracked the billboard hot 100 with the remix to their song i got you open they're the hottest group in the hip hop underground scene apollo is black moon
0: dropping the new single i got you open yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. apollo is up and are you
0: know what you
1: got is it. the, you Virginia, no the Junk, yeah. Things were looking up for Black Moon. They were on the radio, TV, and performing live for hip-hop faithfuls. So naturally, Buckshot thought it might be time for a payday.
0: And so the stage was on fire. And it was times for an accounting. And they say, Buckshot. <laughs> you, you know you owe money, right? And I said. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. I got like fucking chicken feed for this. Advance. What are you talking about? How is that possible? And they showed me how all the royalties, everything was recoupable against my royalties. And they showed me how my points were so low. And they showed me how they were prorated. And they showed me how every, all the expenses were against those remaining points. I just seen my career flash in front of me.
1: All of this and I owe you as with many young, eager rappers at the time, Buckshot thought he was being taken care of by the label, and that the success of the album meant that he had paid back his advance. But this was not the case. His first step after hearing this, he called the man who brought them into Nervous Records, DJ Chuck Chillout, who had become their manager. I said, what up, Chuck? I said,
0: yo, you fired. What? I said, yo, you fired. The fuck
1: you talking about money. You can't fire me,
0: that's not how a game, go. I said, well, fuck you talking about, it's not how the game go. You're my manager, I don't want you as that guy no more. Have a good fucking day. So Five gets on the phone, If I was like, let me tell you something, motherfucker,
1: you are fired. Step two, he let Nervous Records know how he felt. I said, motherfucker, fuck you.
0: Let me tell you something. I'm going to create my own label. I'm going to come back, and I'm going to fucking destroy you and when
1: i walked out there's a little room where the staff is at and i looked in the room that's where he saw drew who at the time was responsible for promoting black moon at the label you want to start your own management company he was like yeah i said come with me and just like that buckshot and drew set out to create their own venture They started Duck Down Music as a management company as a first step toward creating something that they could control.
0: I'd already knew how to represent myself at that point. I'd already knew that basically as an artist, these are your tasks. And I just knew that all you need now is structure on the back end. Black Moon obviously was our first group, but we needed another group. And I was already running with Smith & Wesson. Smith & Wesson, the Brooklyn duo made up of tech and steel. So my sister introduced me to Smith and & Wesson. And then when we got on, we, when they got on at Smith & Wesson, they only wore boots. grimy, grimy
1: fatigues, ready to go to war with boots. And this image fit Buckshot's mind state. He took on the fatigues and boots because he took the craft of writing and performing lyrics as serious as training for war. Hence the name that was given to their collective, Boot Camp Click. We was really militant minded for real. If you spit a verse and you fucked up, you had to do push-ups. In the midst of all of this, Buckshot is faced with an impossible situation. His father, his idol, the man who was his blueprint for manhood, was dying. He was a fan of all my stuff.
0: When he passed, it was the hardest thing for me because he was passing. I'm trying to create Duck Down Records. I'm trying to get off of my old record label. Those things is enough to drive you nuts. My dad is passing away right in front of me. My mom is being crushed because of it. I got a crew that depend on me, literally. Um, because if I don't get us off this label, there'll be no duck down. So they need so they. I have to, and I have months to do all
1: this. With the same spirit of tenacity and perseverance his father had, Duck Down Music got off the ground, releasing Smith & Wesson's debut album The Shining*, on Nervous Records. Then, they went completely independent and Duck Down Music became a label, signing the whole boot camp clique. Black Moon, Smith & Wesson, Helta Skelta, and OGC. Buckshot wanted to become a top-tier MC, but with Duck Down, he wanted to become a top-tier hip-hop label. That's my joy.
0: You know, when you sit back in retrospect about and think about me when I was a, uh, before I got a record deal, I was selling incense and oils, you know? And I would buy the jury for $5 a necklace and I would sell the $5 necklace for $20. Maybe it was hustling right back then.
1: But it made Buckshot a scrappy, wise entrepreneur. Even though he got a raw deal from Nervous Records, he didn't fold. He went out and started his own company, and he wasn't going to repeat his first mistake of giving up more than what he was comfortable with for the sake of a temporary gain. Def Jam offered me a million dollars. I said no,
0: you know. they offered me a million dollars right in front of me, cash. Me, 5FT, and Evil D. A million dollars. That's right. And and if I would have said yes to that million, you wouldn't be sitting here talking to me.
1: There was... Funny to me But I don't know How many other people Would have said no From his earliest days Pop locking in Brooklyn For his uncle Buckshot knew That he wanted to become great Using hip hop as a vehicle He took every opportunity To the heart Leading him and Black Moon To create one of the most Important rap albums In hip hop history Including three more Black Moon albums Buckshot's label Duck Down Music Would go on to release Dozens of hip hop records Spanning decades
0: If you was to see it As a movie You would see in the beginning boot camp and then at the end you would slowly see a fade and what's left is the general buckshot right here
1: Fresh Era is a Stupid Fly production, written and edited by me, Craig Smith, and polished by the one and only DJ Cheap Shot. Chris Barnett is simply that guy. Music by The Math Club. Sean Berman is our mix engineer. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts. Follow this show on Instagram at Fresh Era Podcast. And check out our website, stupid-fly.com, where you can find a host of Stupid Fly merchandise. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you on the next episode of Fresh Era.